What up, y'all? It's Kat. And Misha. And this is Unlearned. And if you cannot tell, me and Misha are really struggling today, so we gotta bear with us. We sick, y'all. Me, the, today is just not our day. So just you know we're doing the best just know that we're doing our best but you know what i feel like we're gonna get energy from pettiness today. Yeah. <laughs> i feel like we're gonna skyrocket on pettiness right <laughs> that is our daily food fuel <laughs> and this chamomile tea yeah soothing. um so we're introducing a new segment today called why you mad why are you no but yo why you mad <laughs> and in today's time and in the segment we'll be talking about uh things that people are unreasonably mad about for example starbucks cup saying happy holiday or <laughs> since it since it is uh that special time of the year where people like to be especially mad and especially petty uh about christmas traditions we're gonna be discussing why people are so mad at the Black Santa at the Mall of America in Minneapolis. <laughs> so What is the deal? What like just like Jesus, Santa is now supposed to be black. People really <laughs> fall they just really got mad. It was such an un, like what are you teaching your children when you're not gonna let them sit on the lap because Santa is black? But no. I'm not a racist. I just need my Santas to be white as snow. Like, where y'all think St. Nicholas came from? He was probably brown. (laughs) I mean, maybe he wasn't black, but he was brown, probably. It's a mythical... This man is not real yeah he's a myth that we keep telling kids like you know some some old man with flying reindeer come in leave you guys presents and then spoiler spoiler if you listen to this episode with your children which i don't get (laughs) but we literally talk about how santa ain't real so why can't this mythical man be black your president's black why are you mad because Santa is nice and not aggressive and terrible <laughs> like white people see most black men. <laughs> I guess people just want to dream of a white Christmas and black Santa does not fit into that. They're like, what is a speck of pepper in the snow? Right. <laughs> Can't be Santa. It's just like this is like as unreasonable as people being mad when someone says happy holidays and not Merry Christmas, you know? It's like, don't y'all realize you ain't the only people on earth? Right. (laughs) You don't get to dictate what Santa looks like for the how many ever billion Christians that want to teach their kids about Santa. Right. It's just, it's like a ridiculous thing. But I mean, I feel like people know that and they're, I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) Why are you mad? That's what I'm saying. Why? Clearly, clearly, this is this is undercover racism. Right. It's like when you you don't think you're being racist, but you're so racist <laughs> that 
you being racist over not real stuff. That's yeah. how that's how racist yeah. you are. That's just the silliest <laughs> type of racism to me. Where you gonna come out and be like, this Santa cannot be a Negro. <laughs> Why are we even fighting about this? It shouldn't be a like national news art like news article or like I shouldn't have to hear that people in Minnesota or people who've come across the country to go to America's biggest mall is like are like it's like if a black person played Abe Lincoln (laughs) I can get why you might be a little upset because he's a real person because he's a real person it maybe isn't the most accurate to paint Abe Lincoln as a black man that would be very confusing for all the you know setting slaves free type stuff (laughs) maybe it'll make more sense but I can see how you might be like okay this is a little touchy making Abe Lincoln a black person. Mm-hmm. I think it would be kind of cool. But with Santa, Santa is not real. Right. So making a black Santa is just, is the same amount of not real as a white right. Santa. <laughs> they all not real. I mean, you can make him purple. You can make him orange like our president elect. It doesn't matter what color you make him. He's still a jolly fat man who flies through the sky and apparently can drop gifts in the to every child across the world apparently even like non-christian children like every single child michelle obama doesn't approve of santa <laughs> what? because he doesn't have a healthy diet <laughs> yeah i can see that and then it's like how are you feeling fueling your body on endless milk and cookies you can't feel you how i you give me too many milk and cookies i'm sleep i'm out for the count so he's gonna go around the world it's harder to believe that santa could be black but not that this man can travel around the world eating exclusively <laughs> milk and cookies all night yeah. and just giving just giving free gifts to children that's more reasonable than him being a black man you can even make santa skinny and they won't say a thing as long as he's right. white right it's like clearly every picture of Santa, he's fat. <laughs> I'm not saying fat in a bad way. I'm just saying that's an accurate portrayal. Right, yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway. Listeners, why, why are people mad about this? Let us know. Like, if you know someone personally who's just like, this is an outrage and a disgrace to the American public, then like, let us know. Why are they mad? Because we're curious. Like, we, wanna, we want to understand. We we've been talking about this for 15 minutes and so we we're, can't figure it out. Right. <laughs> It's the puzzle of the century. We want to like reach across the aisle and figure, like, try to understand why people get mad about something that seems just so petty, you know? You know what? I want, if there's a white person listening to this show, (laughs) can you please do an experiment for us and teach your kid that Santa's black and just let us know how it goes over? I feel like this is like gonna be a multi-year thing you know yeah. this is a, a long-term commitment <laughs> commitment yeah <laughs> i'm asking a listener to do that i'm asking them to take that on <laughs> it don't come with benefits <laughs> you help with society <clears throat> all right great um so we're gonna go into our main topic today and we're gonna talk about hyper masculinity Ooh. Ooh, that was pretty thanks i was practicing <laughs> um, hyper masculinity why are men taught they have to be a certain way right mainly and, aggressive right violent over sexualized mm-hmm. it is not a mindset that just happens in people of color right. this happens all across the nation 
probably the most popular thing that ever happens is masculine fragility <laughs> yeah. and hyper masculinity. So let's talk about this cat. I do you know what I don't understand about this system? Since men, since we live in a patriarchy and men run the world, they could easily change this. They can decide, you know what? Fuck this. This is a real man can be sensitive and a real man can be this and that. And like, I feel like they have like the actual power to do it because no one's going to be fighting them on it except like other men. But it's just how that's like the one thing I don't understand is like you, you can literally decide who and what and like how you want to be as a dude where it's just like, I, I understand gender roles. But I feel like there's so much more pressure and more danger to like not being a woman, like a of a, a very specific type mm-hmm. of woman. What were you taught, like growing up? What were you taught that um, was the difference between a man and a woman? What was a man's role? Um, men are builders, mm-hmm. uh, which is like obviously displayed in the toys that my mom got. She got my brother like a ton of Legos, <laughs> and I got like all the Barbies, all of the Barbies. Um, men play sports. It's, uh, men are allowed to be angry. Mm-hmm. Men don't twirl. <laughs> it's just like twirling is an excellent dance move. That's such yeah, a ridiculous right? thing to restrict it's yourself the key for. To a lot of dance. Right. <laughs> Ask Bruno Mars. Um, <laughs> and just yeah, just like all the silly generals, like boys wear blue. Boys are good at math and science, and boys get like. The, I feel like boys get the respect and encouragement mm-hmm. of the family where you're kind of like on your own if you're the girl. Like tough cookies. Yeah. I was taught something similar. I, I mean, not necessarily by my mom and my grandma because they always taught me that as a woman I could do whatever I wanted to. But I feel like that was the the quiet voice or the rare voice that I heard. Most people, it was kind of like, the men are supposed to be the strong one. They're supposed to be the head of the family. They're supposed to be the breadwinner. They're supposed to be tough. They don't cry. They don't show emotions. I mean, <clears throat> it's basically like you're a robot. If you're mm-hmm. a man, you're supposed to be a robot. Right. You're not supposed to show any emotion. The woman's a super sensitive one who's supposed to cook and make sure she takes care of you know the household and does all the dramatic stuff. So and the bears just- the emotional labor of yeah. the relationship. Like, exclusively. But, I mean, it's something that's, this isn't a mindset that's new. This is a mindset that's passed down and passed down through centuries. And the one thing I'm interested in is not necessarily this this mindset of hyper-masculinity and, you know, and whiteness. Because I think it definitely shows up and I think it has an interesting tie with Christianity. But I'm interested in how it shows up. And people of color, specifically mm-hmm. African Americans, and the tie to slavery. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it has a tie? Mm. That's a really, that's a really interesting question. Um, definitely, I think that a lot of so, like, if we look at, um, if we look at slavery, a lot of these very strong. Uh, very strong black men who were captured and abducted and brought to a new land and bought and sold and 
we're told that their bodies were not theirs. And if there's like one thing a man is taught that he has control over is his body. Mm-hmm. And to have a, to have a, a weaker man, nonetheless, like often the slave owner was <laughs> physically inferior to many of the uh, slave men to have like, for that to just on a very biological sense, like know that like in your village, you were alpha male, but like now you're, you're, you know, you have to kind of like bow down to this lesser, weaker man. Um, I think that like psychologically, there's a lot of overcompensation to like prove that you are the manliest of the men since like during that period of time, you weren't able to protect women, like you weren't able to protect others, like you couldn't be the protector because you would get beaten within an inch of your life. So I think that like maybe like the that mentality to where like you have to once we uh were freed of slavery like you had to be as masculine and as manly as possible and like you know show that you're alpha <coughs> and i think it's interesting to think about how if you're religious i'm not saying all religious all religions do this but there are particular forms of Christianity, of Islam, of pretty much, you know, a, a ton of religious traditions that can, and in fact, do in many cases, support this idea of fixed gender roles in the way that a man is supposed to be, in a way that a woman is supposed to be, you know, the woman is supposed to be the support, the man is supposed to be the protector in the head. So, like, in my head, I can only imagine having to feel like you have to gain control of a situation mm-hmm. and control gaining control of your body and of your life and also having a scripture and text and people who are saying that God supports God supports what right. you do, like supports right. this specific gender role. Yeah. And I yeah, religion really plays a really big role in like the the perpetuation and the continuing perpetuation of gender roles and just being taught that like it's it's kind of like really fucked up you live your whole life especially as a woman talk like being taught that men are superior Mm -hmm. and that like we were created by man um like by like god is just this man in the sky you know like watching watching over us and he sent his son and Mm -hmm. it's just like all of this like language all of this very coded language to say that men are of the utmost importance um and to like one to be a man and live with that pressure to know that like you have to continually live uh with that like ideal in mind and having that ideal of being essentially like pounded into you um and then living as a woman where you're you will feel or see yourself as inferior you will be treated as inferior for pretty much the entirety of your life that i think that is an interesting point to think of to think about the way that this idea and this construction of masculinity not only impacts women mm-hmm. but it impacts the men so you know for me it's very easy to see oh well if you have this idea of men like this is obviously going to be the consequences for how women are going to be treated but what do you think are the ramifications for men and for boys who identify as boys and who mm-hmm. are becoming men what do you think that is teaching them how do you think that is affecting their psyche and their development um i think it puts a lot of undue pressure on them 
And it it's something that I think bothers me the most is that everything that is not considered masculine is considered feminine and femininity is a bad thing. Yeah. Like, so for example, if a young man is um, queer and so like stereotypically less masculine than other men, like he will be picked on for having femininity and having like more balanced gender role and it's just absolutely insane like i just like remember why is femininity the antithesis of masculinity why is it something to be punished and i just think that like that's such a real thing that like women are seen to be punished like women who don't fall into the role and are submissive um, or like even our president-elect thinks that women should be punished for getting an abortion yeah well i mean i think you're hitting on the fact that a lot of times in our society there are certain types of intelligence that are prioritized that are seen as superior mm-hmm. and i think stereotypically women are seen as having this this large and strong emotional intelligence mm-hmm. which is demeaned in a lot of ways and i think it it reflects the opposite that a lot of times men the reason you know they're seen as strong and have having a weak quote weakness is because they don't show emotion many of them aren't taught to show emotional intelligence and so i'm like you're raising a whole generation of bo- people who identify as boys who are being taught that it's not okay for them to show emotion mm-hmm. if they're going through something hard it's not okay for them to express it it's not okay for them to cry and I'm like, what does that do for the it, emotional health of your children? Yeah. But what does it do for the mental health of these men who are taught that they can't show emotion? Mm-hmm. And what does it do for your children when they're taught that they can't healthily show emotion either? Mm-hmm. Or in seeking help or wanting to talk to somebody, they're less of a man. You know? Yeah, I think there's such a... I can like personally only personally speak about with about this within the black community but mental like seeking treatment for mental health issues and you know having mental health issues are it's just frowned upon like you're seen as weak you're seen as less than because how i don't understand how you can like live life in constant oppression and not have at some point and some point of time like experience mental health issues like anxiety or depression and and there's absolutely nothing wrong with yeah. that. Like, absolutely nothing wrong. But it's just, like, it's so... I don't I, I don't understand why it's seen as a weakness. And I don't understand why it's, like, fraud upon. It's just, like, I don't know how you can really go through life without, at one yeah. point in time, getting treatment. Well, I mean, I think that's the problem, is that for centuries this construction this idea of masculinity has just been accepted yeah and i think that more and more you know i don't think that we're the generation that's like oh men do cry you know i think this is something where people have been constantly challenging it i think it's you know the movement's growing but this might be controversial but i think this is why you know like when Kid Cudi had a breakdown and mm-hmm. basically was like, I was having suicidal thoughts and had to check myself. When Kanye like had, I don't know what happened, but when he had an episode and had to get help and check himself in, there were a lot of people in the black community that were very supportive and being mm-hmm. like, 
this is why we need to talk about mental health. This right. is why we need to talk, like normalize this and help mm-hmm. people to understand. But on the opposite side of that, there were a ton of people that were like, this is weakness. You're not men. Right. You shouldn't be seeking help. So it was very interest, interesting for me to observe that and to just see how even when this man was like, I wanted to kill myself. Mm-hmm. People were like, by you seeking help, you're weak. Right. And I'm like, so should, should so the person should just, just kill himself? Yeah, I was like, oh, like, no, what? yeah, I just commit suicide. No, like, it's stronger to admit that you need help and to actively seek it. That's true strength to me because it's so easy to, like, ignore, um, to, like, ignore your condition and ignore that, like, you have any issues and live as expected but then, like, knowing knowing that you're going to get criticized or ridiculed and knowing that you're living in the public eye, you just, like, say to, your, you say to yourself, you know what, this is not okay. Like, I deserve to have a better life. And going to seek help is the strongest thing you can do, knowing that you're going to face criticism and backlash. <clears throat> or, like, a lot of people express it and express this kind of anxiety in such an unhealthy way and that seems more acceptable which is just absolutely ridiculous well that's what is interesting to me is that it's it seems more acceptable maybe this is controversial maybe i need to backtrack but you know i've heard of you know the man in the marriage just being very stoic and then all of a sudden he has a breakdown and the wife is like oh he's just finally had enough and i'm like well if y'all would have talked if he would have been told that he had to hold this in the whole time mm-hmm. maybe he wouldn't have enough because he would have had an outlet right <laughs> he would have had a way to talk about this and not get to the point of where he's having a breakdown right so what do you you know this is very heteronormative maybe even maybe even it's you know like male male partner as well but how do you mm-hmm. think this idea impacts partnership in marriage mm-hmm. if you know not to say everybody gets married yeah but partnership um i i think that it can if you don't get treated for your mental health issues it, it dramatically um impacts your partner in a negative way like if you're not able to communicate and express the way that you feel if you're not like if you're not emotionally like committed to your mm-hmm. partner, then you know there's kind of like no point in being being in the relationship. To you can never fully emotionally give someone yourself if you don't know who you are. Well, even I think I think there's a larger thing like you're saying about mental health, mm-hmm. but I also think it shows up in just like a very day to day way. Mm-hmm. So I dated this black guy. And, you know, when I'm saying this, I'm not saying that all black men don't show emotion or don't have vulnerability. I'm just talking about my experience Mm -hmm. and experience that many people observe. (laughs) Um, I was dating this black guy and he always played into this, like this hyper masculine mindset of like, I'm a man. So like, this is how I have to, this is how I have to react. And that was very hard. Like the, it was not a sustainable relationship to me, mm-hmm. not because he was abusive or anything, because I don't think he was abusive, but it it was just directly opposed to my feminism. Right. I I was like, I can't have kids with this person right. because I want to raise my, quote, boys, if that's how they identify, mm-hmm. to be emotionally healthy mm-hmm. and sensitive if that's how they, they are, and they should be able to cry if they want to. 
and also like you know i think it shows up on the opposite like if my daughter is super rugged and yeah. like you know <laughs> she should have to play to the stereotype as well right but even like bringing up feminism or womanism to him was like a very different a difficult thing because he was just like you're splitting up the black movement like you're taking <sighs> you're taking time and attention away from it and i was just like oh i can't talk to you <laughs> so i you know to me it's just like the little ways it shows up and on the, you know this might be too personal but on facebook i'm constantly seeing these black women who are like um you know like somebody will post a woman will post something like oh i'm an independent woman i don't need a man for x y and z and then you'll have these black women who are posting and being like see this is what's wrong with our black community is we're not lifting up the black man <sighs> as like the authority that he needs to be uh, and i'm like <laughs> hell no Ugh, girls i no. but i, I kind of want to like get into that a bit and then get like a bit more then talk more about like general hypermasculinity, um, but like I want what I don't understand. Let's look at like some of the most successful societies in the world. Um, in those societies, where like everyone, like the unemployment rate is low, the overall index of happiness is overwhelmingly high. Education is bomb as hell. Like if we look at those communities, mm-hmm. those are the communities where women play an equal role yeah. in society, and like where women make like ninety eight cents to the dollar versus like seventy seven or like sixty eight if you're mm-hmm. a black woman or like fifty five if you're a Latina woman. Um, like if when it's been proven, it's been statistically proven that when women are are given the equality that they deserve the society flourishes because we're nowhere without our women um so exactly so like that like that being said i it drives me absolutely crazy when it's just like we cannot have a movement if the black women are not supporting the black men when so frequently when black women need support, it's not there from the black males in the communities. They're from yep. the black women in the community. Yep. And that's like, and that's and been seen. And erases them. Right. And that's been seen just for centuries. Um, so it's just like, I, I know that I can personally, like I'm only going to speak for myself where I'm, I'm not riding for anyone who's not riding for me, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're like marginalized in a way, in a way that I have privilege. I'm, I know you're just because like we of our we are of the same color you if you don't care about my intersectionality bro sorry I don't gotta care about like I'm over it yeah I'm super over it it's gross I'm over it um okay so also something that you and my you you and I have been talking about like a ton is hyper masculinity and misogyny and like uh, we've been talking a lot about Young Thug, where he's just like, <laughs> check me out. I wear dresses. Now listen to my lyrics. I'm extremely misogynist and don't believe that women are equal. Yeah. I, I think it's very, well, we are very different in the sense that I typically blast trap rap all the time when I'm working, <laughs> and you're very much like, this is sick. I'm not going to listen to this. They're just degrading women. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like, Got a cool the beat. beat is lit as fuck. <laughs> That's like you just like butt this beat though. Butt this 
big. <laughs> um, I think that's super interesting because, you know, like somebody like Young Thug and his lyrics, he continually is just super gross about women. Yeah. Just like every other person who's doing, you know, a very similar thing in their music. And yet he's on the cover of his CD wearing a dress. Yeah. Like, you know, having this very like gender neutral look is very interesting to me. I don't know. What do you think about that? that how the ability to like play with gender and gender gender fluidity in mm-hmm. one way, but to but to be like motivated by gender roles so well another way. Yeah, that's that's like what I truly don't understand. I guess that kind of goes back to what I said earlier in the episode, where I was just like, "Man, you have the control. You can just change the game if you want to start. If you decide that like dudes want to start wearing dresses, then dudes can start wearing dresses. Because let me tell you, they are extremely comfortable." Jaden um, Smith. Yes, exactly. And it's, but you're right. Like, I, it makes no sense to me to like be fluid about gender presentation and then in the same breath speak disgusting words about women. You know, I think it's because you can hide, you can hide behind the privilege of your masculinity. Yeah. And this is, this is going to be very controversial. But when, it's the same thing to me how you can have Caitlyn Jenner who, you know, is finally feeling like she's supposed to be who she is mm-hmm. and yet doesn't well, at one point, even after she had transitioned, was like, no, I don't I don't think gay people should have the right to marry. <laughs> I'm like, just how does this work? <laughs> like, I understand that you might not consider yourself to be, quote, gay. I, but how can you like, is it just because you have all the privileges of being white and rich and you don't yeah. understand this hardship? Like, I, I just think that privilege blinds, even when I just go ahead. Kat. No, I'm just that blows my mind because you are a woman who has married multiple women and are attracted to women. I don't want to state your sexuality for you, but in in the future, if you want to be with a woman, but you don't believe that you should be able to marry a woman, that is uh, illogical. I don't know. I don't know. I just, that doesn't... The world is so... It's full of contradictions. It's full of contradictions. It's a hot mess. Is there um, anything else we want to talk about around No, because I'm getting mad. Yeah, it's so hard to, like, talk about this topic and just be, like, chill about it. Because you're just like, you fools got all this privilege. And you can do what the fuck you want with it. And you just, you squander it. So we're just going to leave you with, like, the message that femininity is not bad men women should not be punished for existing in this world men um, should show emotions if they want to men should get treated for all people should get treated for any mental health issues if you're if you're struggling like a therapist and a psychiatrist can just get you back to baseline it doesn't have to be forever it can be for a couple of months. If you've just been in a bad place, they can get you back to baseline through talking and sometimes through medication. So, you know, don't be afraid to get treated because improving yourself is never a bad thing. Uh, what are other things we need to, we need to unlearn from stuff? We're probably going to revisit this. I just think like right now we're just too kind of turned and mad about the topic to approach this reasonably (laughs) so uh we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna hit you with our last segment 
Christian post wellness. This is Open Ended. A show about tech. The propaganda that you're attracted to tells me a lot. Culture, you know, if we all look the same to the cops, we're, we're all black. And a side is ass. Hands for women who like women. That's like our G-rated version of a dick pic. Wednesdays in your favorite podcast player. Keep things open-ended. Passive screens. Um, images kind of like float. Okay, uh, Misha and I came across this pretty cool article um, about six six other like feminist concepts for specifically for Black females, but it can use for any female under in, um, who identifies as intersectional. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're there are six concepts that we want to go over over the next six episodes. So this series is. Uh, the series will be called Opting Out of White Feminism. Ooh. <laughs> I opted out. Right. <laughs> unsubscribe. Um. <laughs> no, don't, don't unsubscribe. All right, we've been unsubscribed to white right. feminism. Um, anyway, so the first concept that we're going to be discussing is controlling images. So uh, sociologist Patricia Hill Collins has, um, she... I definitely recommend uh, reading some of her work. She does a lot around black feminist thought. She actually has a book called Black Feminist Thought. Um, Black Feminist Thought, Knowledge, Consciousness, and Politics of Empowerment. Um, I I read it in college, learned a lot about controlling images uh, through through this book and through her. And uh, so we're going to talk about that first concept of controlling images. She presented the idea of like the Reagan era welfare queen, like that being an image for black women. There are actually four stereotypes for black women. There is the sapphire who is this feisty, like feisty, sassy, like Rihanna type <laughs> woman, you know, um, someone who's just like, I, I mean, I'm a real fireball. I'm going to do and say whatever what the I want. fuck I want. And I'm going to be hypersexualized. Oh. And that's just the, that's the stereotype. So I would say like modern day, that'd be like Rihanna. Yeah. Um, there's another, the second image is like the mammy role. So a woman who is like, it's like more, it's, uh, you can see this represented in older films, like from the, 40s, 50s, 60s, etc., where the black woman played the essential, essentially the nanny or the mother <laughs> to all these little white children. She was like, just the, she was more focused on taking care of these white kids and taking, going home and taking care of her children. So the third one is the story of the tragic mulatto. <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> that's the, me. the half black, half white girl who is trapped between two worlds and doesn't know where she belongs. And that's my story. (laughs) Essentially living through a day-to-day identity crisis. And, but it's also constantly told that she is beautiful and like cool and awesome, but like you still a Negro. So you couldn't, you can't be that great. So (laughs) I know it's called Misha (laughs) Ariant. But like, yeah, it's it's uh, kind of it's all these stereotypes are ridiculous. And the fourth and final one is the Reagan era welfare queen, which is 
this one this black woman living off of welfare never gonna work which i just think is the general image that a lot of people have of black women in america with children with a family and and that's just the like the government's taking care of them taking care of her and her kids and she just stays at home all day which is pretty actually generally unrealistic and there statistically are more white people on welfare than black people so uh yeah so those are the four predominant those are like the four standing stereotypes of black women in america and so the concept of controlling images is just uh so the just kind of the concept is just like understanding these these like images as like oppression of black women womanhood i mean you're not allowing women any choice and what they become really right like if you're perpetuating these images of what it means to be a black woman right then what are what do black children have to to live towards do you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. not like because growing up the welfare queen is the image that i had right like, that is the image that not my my mom and my family didn't teach me that but that's definitely what i got from the television right that's definitely what i got from people outside of my home and i know that like that's hard for kids to grow up seeing is like oh yeah i would love to do this but like what my future is relegated to is becoming this like this Mm -hmm. is this is all i see and i mean i think it's important that that you know we see these four very specific images that have been perpetuated through history but you don't see this whole like idea of the educated black woman who can just do stuff by herself that's not an image that people are trying to put out there why? Because y'all controlling stuff. <laughs> anyway, so the these like images influence policy. This influence these stereo these stereotypes that are perpetuated throughout society affects like directly af- decides how um, people who are like people outside of like the com- black female community treat treat black people and when those other people are in positions of power um such as politicians like reagan um it can negatively impact and influence people who real like realistically and desperate and like desperately need help and should provide yeah. should be called, provided equal help under the same government yeah. that that like white people live under well yeah i think you know what's important is if you have this stereotype if you have this image of like black people being lazy like mm-hmm. crack horse like mm-hmm. excuse me for saying this but like if that's the image that you have what is what is your motivation for putting resources in the community exactly because you're like essentially what's going to do is we're going to give them money and they're going to spend it on drugs right. and they're going to be immoral about it when it's like yo you're spreading these ideas and you're spreading these images and narratives about people in order to support your own racism right so that you don't have to fund these people and sexism and sexism yeah i mean it's just terrible it's a it's a cycle yes it's and what what makes me even more sad is that many communities of color play into this and start Mm -hmm. to internalize these images themselves Mm -hmm. It's not just an outside thing. I mean, you know, maybe it gets started that way, but you people start to internalize that kind of definitely, stuff. Definitely. Definitely. Like most groups do internalize oppression. And it's a very like real thing that you have to be very aware of and actively fight to prevent it. And, and I just want to say like this concept is not necessarily perpetuating respectability politics, but it's just saying that 
black like black women don't fall under these four categories and that there are you know many examples of black women who um being being able or living a variety of lives um that doesn't necessarily fall into any any of those categories and most like i don't know i don't think i know like anybody actually that fall under any of those stereotypes um so like the whole idea is just like you don't necessarily have to you know be killing it at life it's like not a respectability politics thing but it's just like the real images of black women are greatly exaggerated and um just statistically like a lot of black women are college educated or or, like are in general college graduates they work in a variety of fields like we out here and we doing and we're doing like a variety of things ain't nothing tragic about us Ain't (laughs) ain't nothing tragic about misha that's right (laughs) um so yeah that's part one of our six-part series of uh opt out of white feminism and so i hope you guys like today's episode sorry that we're dying but you know how winter you know how winter is and you know how being sick is so thanks for bearing with us you can (laughs) you can check us out on facebook at unlearned you can follow us at um unlearned underscore shy on twitter you can email us at unlearnedpodcast at gmail.com you can check out our website at unlearnedpodcast.com um shout out to james t green for our music and images uh, and i hope you guys have like a mad chill holiday season and you guys have a lot of fun anything else bye <laughs> bye guys